seminar series, uh, during which we've um, tried to look at impact from a range of perspectives, impact and knowledge exchange. We have um, looked at a range of disciplines um, and we carry on doing this. We've tried to bring together a number of voices from across the higher education sector in the UK, but also internationally. Um, and we've also looked at impact from a range of conceptual and methodological perspectives. So we're interested in uh, capturing and articulating impact um, on a full range from metrics to very um, narrative positive accounts. In the past few seminars, we've heard from um, somebody from the Hefke Review, we've heard from Hefke itself, we've heard from an individual academic about the dilemmas related to academic lives and identity that may arise as you engage with aspects of impact. Um, and we've heard from an international perspective in terms of why the trends and patterns in evaluating research. So today I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Simon Courage, who is going to bring yet another layer of perspectives onto these discussions of impact and knowledge exchange. Um, Dr. Courage is um, Director of Research Services at the University of Kent. So you know everything about this mysterious world that is the research services. Um, he is also the Chair of ARMA, the Association for Research Managers and Administrators, an association which is very interested in the, in the professional development or the development of research management as um, a profession. Um, so there's another set of insights from there. He also has a background in computer sciences. Um, so I don't know whether you are planning to bring that to bear on your discussion of knowledge exchange and impact, but you are very welcome and we're looking forward to your talk. Thank you very much. That's, that's my first time on the side, so that's good. questions at the end, but it's any points of clarification and shout out and I'll see what I can do. Um, so while you read my lovely little bio there, can I just quickly ask, uh, how many research managers and administrators in the audience? Wow, that's a good showing. Um, how many academics in the audience? And how many others? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, great. So I'll see if I can get that there. Great. Okay. Um, you get your slides of Kent, I'm afraid. Uh, this is the overview of the view from Kent. There are no pictures of the campus because it looks much better looking down the hill than up the hill. It's a 1960s in concrete. Um, this is, uh, sorry, I must remember, I've got in front of me. Uh, so this is just to give you a, a sort of feeling of the institution. Uh, we've got our first uh, students there 50 years ago that 
Beatles, as you probably recognise. Uh, we have one of our honorary graduates, uh, Orlando Bloom, and uh, here's the English one. Uh, do you recognise? No? Um, not one of our honorees, one of our actual graduates, uh, E.L. James. Yes, she didn't graduate English. <laughs> um, and yes, of course, we top everything in various contexts. Um, we have a number of campuses, which I will just mention because they are quite useful in facilitating impact, which we might come back to later. Uh, so main campus in Canterbury, the not quite so nice midway, although they've got great facilities because it's basically cheap there. Um, we've got an old agricultural college. Um, that isn't actually in our building in Brussels, I'm surprised to know. Um, but we do actually have a building. Uh, in Paris we have the floor of a building. Um, in Athens we have something slightly smaller and in Rome we have a shed. So, but anyway, the, the potential to facilitate impact, honestly. Uh, Canterbury is there, which is not a million miles from Oxford, which is more or less there, but it's moved up the students there. Um, and as you can see, Oxford is top of the slide, top of the world, of course. Um, and there's one of our graduates also being top of the world. Um, that's Harry Hill, and I will be telling some Harry Hill terms, I'm sure. Uh, okay. So, for the research managers and administrators in the audience, you can go to sleep for the next two minutes because you know all about armour, I'm sure. And for the academic uh, staff, you're bored for the next two minutes, but I'm trying to persuade you how great it is. Um, really, all I need you to know is that there are lots of us, and you're thinking, why are there 2,000 more academics in the world uh, instead of 2,000 research managers and administrators? And hopefully, the answer is so that you can spend your time doing research and teaching rather than doing instruction. Um, we're 25 years old, and we've just had a great conference, which unfortunately you all missed. I've all, some of the audience here. Um, we have a lovely little magazine, and a sort of, uh, sorry, that's, that's the kind of the journal with a small J, and uh, that's the magazine. Uh, and we have a social <coughs> development framework, which I'll just major on. And as you can see, we've got a logo for everything. So we've got a logo uh, for our international conference, um, which we're hosting in three years' time now, about 1,000 days, which is scaring us there. So, we have a professional development framework, which is sort of a bit like the AUA professional development framework, but focused down on research management and administration. Um, it, the text is probably a bit small, so you probably can't see much of it, but um, this bit here, the translation trunk, trunk, chunk, one of the seven leaves, um, is all to do with knowledge transfer, dissemination, um, CPD, uh, all those sort of things, which can be pathways to lead to impact. So we, we're kind of okay on that bit. Um, we also have um, a chunk on contributing to the REF, which we'll get onto later. We've got a report for funders, so pathways to impact, Hefty also a funder. Um, and then these sort of yellowy ones, so helping with proposals, again, proposals and impact will come to why that's important later on. Um, identifying funding sources and and, and basically, I keep on clicking, and impact is everywhere, is what I'm trying to say here. So it's, it's covered all over the place. And finally, contributing to research policy and strategy, uh, maybe thought the university doesn't do anything entirely foolish, uh, which uh, we are not able to support centrally. Um, if you want to do a certificate, then please sign up. Um, we do uh, adult courses as well, so if you're finding out more about how to actually write a, a case study, um, then please do come on. 
Uh, I mentioned INOMS 2018, and um, every two years there is an international conference which we'll be hosting uh, in Edinburgh. Um, the next one uh, is in Melbourne, which is about there. I'll have to go to his chair, it's a shame, but what can you do? Um, this map shows where the various research management associations are around the world. You'll notice, uh, for example, um, the Norwegian Association there, which doesn't have a separate colour because this map is 10 years old and five of the associations didn't exist then. So um, that, that's kind of how it's developed. So there's also a German one, a Japanese one, and so on. So, so it is an international thing, and again, in terms of um, pathways to, routes to impact, having that international dimension is very useful. So I just mention it as a um, yeah, okay. Impact, we probably all know about impact. Um, we were all doing it anyway, even though we didn't know it was called impact, or at least our research was being impactful because other people were using it and eventually it happened outside academia. We kind of probably all heard of pathways to impact, and even 20 years ago, there was uh, this uh, realizing our potential uh, awards scheme, uh, which was uh, a research council scheme as well. So it's been around for a long time. Um, this is perhaps the, the more recent timeline. Um, I probably should have said, I'm not going to read out everything on the slides because we'll try and leave um, time for questions at the end. Um, what I'll try and do is, is pick out the highlights, and the highlight I want to pick out here is, uh, hands up everyone who knew that the various research council uh, institutes um, did a rep exercise a year before we did, with impact case studies, which are, by the way, published on the web. Okay, yeah, so a few, but uh, yeah, very interesting. And they'll probably be doing it again a year in advance of about 20 or maybe two years in advance. So, uh, hot tip for looking there, because they're all available on the website. With their scores as well, not individual scores, but those are the same examples. Okay, so, well, obviously you could put in a, an Oxford reference. Um, and the Wikipedia one is, of course, far more important. Um, it's actually to be fair, is to do with impact assessment rather than impact, but you know, we're talking about how it's going to get assessed later on. Um, RC UK Horizon 2020 had this sort of more inclusive um, definition of impact, which includes academic impact, and again, that might be something we want to discuss at the end, whereas REF specifically excludes uh, academic impact, um, and um, you, you this sort of beyond academia, and again, we'll come to the definition of that later on. Um, just, just looking back, um, the, the kind of the, the hefty line is your academic impact is captured in your publications uh, and also in the, what used to be esteemed but is now rolled into the last part of the environment uh, template. Okay, so that's probably quite an important point, and again I'll mention it a few times. There are some things which lead to impact are halfway to impact, but are not impact in themselves. So, dissemination is one of those things which I shall slate quite a lot, but you have to do it because it needs to or can do it. Okay, um, I, I, I've got a, a whole sort of now series of slides which are a bit repetitive in some ways, but hopefully then the residual sinking after you've been completely bored by my monotone. Um, so, it's a change in something outside academia. Um, and there's the important point demonstrated with evidence. So you can't just say that change has happened, you need to provide the evidence. This is what was before, this is the research that, that I did, and now that's what happened after. Uh, and again, I think everyone around here knows all about this significance of reach again, which is something later on. 
Um, yes, it isn't dissemination. It isn't just how many tweets you've had or you know, how many times you've been on telly. Again, these things can help in terms of um, this pathway to impact. Um, it isn't to do with um, whether or not uh, the pathway exists. Um, it isn't prioritised over excellence. You need to have that excellence research to start with. Um, and it isn't separate from research. It's intertwined with research. So again, we'll, we'll talk about that later on when we come to the case study. Um, so why is it important? Well, there are 6,975 reasons why it's important, or 6,679 that you can access. Um, that's probably, from my point of view, as somebody who works in the university, the most important part. To persuade this that research is really worthwhile, worth doing, so that potentially we might not get hit too badly in, in CSR. Now, we kind of know what that looks like, but we don't know how it's shaken out yet. Um, so that's really very, very, very important for, for the UK research sector as a whole. Uh, but also showing the value of research um, to the public out there, because quite often universities get a, a bad name with really wonderful research projects, which people don't quite understand because they just get that one headline figure. The headline text in, in some of the mail. Um, it's also very important, I think, in terms of having a, a culture change within institutions um, about helping academics to think about impact, which perhaps some people have been a bit ivory towered in the past. Um, but at the end of the day, there aren't many academic staff who don't really want their research to have benefit outside. Maybe they're not bothered about doing it themselves, maybe they're bothered about whether it happens in five or ten years, but they really would like to see their work make a difference. Um, so that's really just a, a, a reiteration. This is the original ref text. I have now a series of ref slides which given the audience I could probably skip over fairly quickly. So that is my intention to do so. Um, if anybody desperately wants me to, yeah, no sign, we've seen these before. Okay, so um, what I will pick out is the examples which the panels gave. So uh, main panel A, which is sort of the medical sciences, gave lots of things to do with that sort of patients, but they also talked about waste levels and things. Um, I quite like uh, the fact that they've got business performance in there as well, they thought a little bit outside the box. Um, main panel B, um, actually thought that uh, the health services business was sort of interesting. Uh, main panel C, the one we're perhaps more interested in here, actually gave some quite useful examples. Uh, main panel D kind of weren't quite sure what the impact was. It'll be fine, we'll do it like that. But no, they all got there. Um, so what I plan to talk about is the case studies. I don't plan to talk about the impact template too much, but I will talk about that chunk there, which is the way in which the institution, the way in which the assessment had helped to support in that case studies, because that really is, is the meat of what we're here for today, is how do we get better at um, Again, I'm not going to major too much on the details of the case studies, because I think we're all reasonably familiar, but I, I will go through one later on. Um, Perhaps the important point here is, like, I always hear, I often hear from my colleagues that they're worried that they haven't got impact systems from the whole breadth of their particular unit assessment, and they don't really worried about that. And do and sometimes they believe me. Um, underpinning research, again, we'll come back to this later on. Um, types of evidence more or less covered. Um, 
Um, the four pages, and again, we'll, we'll go through these in detail as an example rather than this slide, but uh, again, hopefully when you have the whole slide back later on, it might be useful reference. Does anybody actually understand these criteria? Um, so basically, it was really good. It wasn't quite as good. Not quite as good as that. Um, really not that good at all. And not much, or wasn't it for some reason. So, yeah. Entirely uncalibrated, but of course we have the calibration now. But yes, I, I think it, I think the panels find it very easy to produce a rank order, but not to decide where these boundaries should be, and that's, that's been discussed a few times. So this is what an impact uh, case study looks like. It's four pages worth, and it's a lovely expandable work document. These are the sort of things you, you, you might need to fill in. Uh, I can't see this changing too much next time, although. There are some nuances there, which again, I, will, I will mention. Um, if you get this bit wrong in the form, then you really are in trouble. Unit assessment also, uh, it, could, it could be a problem, but you know, there were some people who around a little bit. Um, top tip for the impact case study, um, a little bit blasé at this point, but uh, how do we begin this near the start of the uh, Assuming there will be an impact database next time, when you do your research, your, your searches, they come out in alphabetical order by title. So, you know, it's a little bit further more impact for the next time. Um, Abba double plates and all these sort of things. Um, okay, so this summary of the impact, oh, that text is really too small, we've got there. Um, this is probably the bit that you should write last, um, and this is the same really as the abstract of your paper that you're all familiar with. But don't whittle on about the research, because we really, we really don't care about the research. It's the impact that we're bothered about. I know it's difficult to talk about the impact without the research. Some managed it. But really, don't spend you know, 90 words talking about the research. Oh, by the way, it's something about the impact later on. Still the impact goes uh, This is where you do talk about the research. Um, however, it isn't worth anything, it is just that barrier. So we don't want to spend too much time um, talking about that. All that can go wrong at this stage is that you convince them that the research wasn't particularly good, wasn't done by you, wasn't done at your institution, um, and, and therefore failed to get a grade at all. That didn't really happen though. Uh, similarly, the references to the research, um, it needs to be two star. I've got a slide later on on, on how difficult that is. And, how many were thrown out because the research wasn't two star? Um, yeah, I probably can't stress this too much. Um, some of the original impact case studies that I saw out of the four pages, um, not only about it says indicative 750 words were three paragraphs. After spending two and a half pages describing the research, it really wasn't very useful. So when you're actually writing those case studies, it's it's really major on that area. That's the bit that scores the points. All this is just to say, do you meet the threshold? Yes, that's what we score. And then there's the evidence to back up what you said there. So nothing earth shattering so far. There will be at least one slide which you haven't seen before. I'm not saying it's wrong. Excuse me. Sorry. Yes. Is, is, um, is your microphone on? Oh, I don't know. Was it? Yes. I, I don't know. There is no, it is, oh, there is no speaker system. So. All right, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm oh, probably spending too much time talking that way rather than that way. <laughs> that's fine. Let's, let's, let's try this way. <laughs> <laughs> 
trouble is now I'm hitting the wrong way on the screen. Okay, um, so impact really went rather well. Um, 84% of ref impact was three star or four star, if it returns you the money. So I think everyone was really quite happy about that. Uh, as I mentioned, we've had nearly 7,000 case studies, and those ones are published on the database. I know you've all read them all by now. Or at least the ones that you wrote, you'll have read there. Did I say that? Um, and overall, we've got 76%. Um, so as you can see, the, uh, the impact section there, it scored much, quite, much more highly than the output section, and was broadly identical to the environment section. Some people asked the question, actually, you could score the environment based on what the impact was, so why bother writing all that stuff? It could be quite a useful exercise, anyway, but, yeah, we should see. So basically, it went well, and we liked it. Um, what that means is that two-thirds of the audience, around here, the research managers and administrators, are really quite good at writing case studies. The other third, the academics, are also quite good at writing case studies because we've got good scores for them. If you want to know um, what, a, what a good one looks like, I'm sorry, the impact template generally agreed to be this. Um, this was the how did you approach impact and supporting impact in your unit during the period when you didn't know you were doing it for the first two years before you invented the rules. So it was kind of made up. It could be perhaps more useful going forward. On the other hand, the panels said they, they found it entirely useless. Um, it is quite likely that um, that is going to disappear next time. But if we don't know, of course, there's consultation coming. Um, if you're desperate to see a great impact uh, case study, then there are a number of submissions, um, 76, where they scored 100% of a single item. So there are 40 submissions where they scored 104 star. There are 128 case studies in those submissions. They're four star. It's, it's straightforward. You know that those ones were liked by the panels. Um, you will have had your individual feedback on your individual units of assessment or if you work in the centre, then uh, you'll hopefully have seen them all. Um, some of those say, sometimes in as many words, uh, the case study uh, on butterflies was deemed to be world leading. Uh, some said um, the, the case study on butterflies was the strongest, and you can see you've got three star and four star, and so yeah, the, yeah, you, you can tell uh, in quite a lot of them what, you know, what the score was. Some panels were much better at giving that feedback than other panels. Of course, if you really want to get clever, then you can sort of disaggregate what it was. So if we had an example impact sub profile with 20% four star and 45% and 35%. Um, this whole thing is worth 20% of that 20%. 20% is for the template and 80% for, for the uh, case studies. So if in the example there were eight case studies in the submission, because it's easy for to work out, uh, then um, eight case studies between them are worth 10% of this profile, 10% each, and obviously worth 20% of that. So you can tell from that profile Based on the fact that we know that case studies were only scored to the near half mark, so you either got a four star or a three star or half four star, half three star, and templates were in most panels a single number for the whole template, then you know that this profile here is either zero four star, if it's a four star template, there are no four star case studies, there are four three star case studies, one two and a half star, and three two star case studies, and those are the only three options that there are. And again, looking at the case studies, when you read them, you can see the ones which are really quite poor, you can see the ones which are really quite good.
look good. So if there are ones that you're interested in, then you might want to you know, get a little spreadsheet out and have a go to, to see, or is this the best one, is that a three star, is it four star? So that could be interesting. Um, I think I mentioned the impact database a few times. Um, has everybody had a look at it? Yes, Simon. Have you had as much time to look at it as you want? Really? Oh, yeah, because you never want to see it again. <laughs> it is really well worth uh, a read, particularly if you know what you're looking for, something to do with your case study that you're, you're hoping to develop, put some keywords in, see what else has been put in there. Even if those case studies aren't good, it shows you what's not good to do, and if they aren't good, it gives you good hints about, oh, yeah, well, you can see that questionnaire or, or whatever it might be. So that, that really is a uh, top tip. You can read a case study, you can skim it in about two or three minutes, determine whether it's good or not, because you don't really need to bother about the underpinning research, it's the impact section. Um, so it doesn't take that long, uh, multiply that by 6,000, and it's only a couple of weeks of your life, sleepless. Um, the other thing you should do is read the subject area reports. Um, each, each individual unit of assessment produced um, a, a, a review of the state of the art in the subject. Like. Uh, and of course the confidential feedback which I, which I mentioned, which was a, 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 about a page or so, but sometimes there are some really interesting vignettes in there uh, about what they liked about your impact. Um, yeah, and there were, there were loads of workshops and things that you can attend and go to, and I would really suggest workshopping type things where you can sit down and go through something practically. That kind of group learning works really well with group practice. Okay. Now the slightly exciting bit. What do we know about REF 2020? So, not a lot really. Um, we know that there are these open access requirements, and again we can talk about that tonight, it's not, not really the subject, but 1st April next year, acceptance of journal article or proceeding with ISSN must be open access at point of acceptance. Um, there might be a slight tweak coming out next month, but that's basically what it is. Uh, so, um, what might we know? What might we think about? We have a consultation coming in, in the autumn, that is the other thing we know. Um, let us assume, for the sake of argument, it's going to be REF 2020, because that's a nice and easy to say number, and it's the same period after the last RE and the last REF. Um, the suggestion that I'm making to you is the general rules will be about the same, and I'll talk about some possible tweaks. The timescales will be the same relative, so just moved on by six years. Um, probably for the impact case studies, this time, apart from the information about who to contact, um, it was all entirely text. Kings spent a lot of hefty's money um, doing some data analysis. Had we provided that data in the first place in terms of metadata, they would have had to, so who will be providing metadata next time? How much is up for discussion. Uh, the same number of case studies, so again I'll talk about that later on, there are some interesting issues there. Um, and will it have the same weighting? Will it still be 20%? Um, it probably seems unlikely, again I'll talk about why. Um, there probably aren't going to be too many effects on impact from other major overhauls, for example, the suggestion that maybe we don't have to select staff and just submit everybody. But there, there are some. So, in terms of that sort of overall chunk, um, academic impact is unlikely to be allowable because it's already covered in your outputs and your environment template. And so even if the environment template goes for whatever reason, 
I think the hefty feeling is, well, you know, you, you've shown your academic impact by your output, so 65% of the time you need to work and do that, you know, that impact is impact outside academia. There's also the question about, uh, will that impact travel? So, I did the research in my previous institution, I've come to my new institution, um, I would like to be able to say that the impact on that research should be allowable. It isn't allowable, and again, I can't see that changing because, again, it's that tension between publications travel, if impact travels as well, then you just increase the likelihood of that football transfer sort of issue just to do the closing deadline. Um, continuing impact is another one. We had this impact case study last time. Can we have the same one next time? Well, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be able to because it's not the same. How would you tell if it's the same anyway? Maybe the same underlying research, but you're not having the same impact. Maybe you've done some more research since then. I, I can't see why you wouldn't be allowable, but we'll find out. Um, will the evidence need to be more robust? Yes, it will be. I think some impact case studies score quite highly when not all of the claims are evidence, but a high proportion of them were. Um, the various panel feedback forms showed that the average time for impact was between three and nine years, with social sciences actually doing it the quickest. Um, it's possible that that might increase just because we've been recording things for longer, so we can build a longer evidence train. And the longer you've had, then potentially the better your impact is. Um, but yes, something needs to be done though, because we've done really quite well at impact. If we all do better, then everybody will get 100% four star, and it's not worthwhile having it because there's no discrimination. We all like 100% four star, but yeah, so you understand the point. Okay, so timescales. Um, there was a lot of discussion um, about well, maths takes longer, but basically everyone finally agreed on, on the same time scales. I don't see any reason why that is likely to change. Everyone is relatively happy with that. Apart from interestingly, the research council institutes do have a little bit longer. Um, so we just moved everything forward by six years. So underpinning research anything from January 1999 to December 2019. Again, assuming that at least that six, six year period where the impact can take place, or rather five and a half year period because the impact is only until the end of July. So the impact itself, January 2014 to July 2019, would be my best guess. Um, if that's the case, we're over a quarter of the way through the period already. So you will have collected a quarter of your evidence already, of course, we have Simon. 1st of January 2014. After we hit the submit button, what we did was we went where we did the baseline, everything we thought was going to be impacted, impactful next time, and we're ready to go. Yes, we might be great. Um, okay. And I suppose the other thing to mention there is that um, given this, the research is more likely to be done already, or at least on the way. Um, and so it's all very well having this grand plan for how we do things going forward. But we're also interested in well, what can I do in a, a sort of project in trend, or what can I do with research that is happening to try and build that impact. Um, in terms of the format, four pages, generally okay. Some people wanted more, but you know, they've got to be read, and it's a good process in, in owning things down. Uh, at the moment, there's this issue about the, the license under which you give it to Hefke, so they can publish it so that you use it. So I think they'll specify this time that you have to provide it on an open access license. Um, and reusable license. Um, there will be some metadata required. I'm sure at least the DOIs 
for general articles, reference and underlying research will be required. Potentially more might be required. Um, yes, types of impact. Again, you've probably all seen the King's Report with the diagrams, which I have got some of later on. Um, with the, there are 60 types of impact, and maybe depending on the type of impact, there are sort of things that you could provide in terms of quantitative data. Maybe that can be provided as metadata so that things could be easier to judge when you've got two things that look roughly the same. And you can see that this one has added um, a million pounds worth of investment. That one's added 100 million pounds worth of investment. You can clearly see that information rather than having to read through the text to find it. I suspect that's likely. The downside of that is, of course, that as soon as you say this metadata is interesting, then in your mind you think, well, other metadata isn't interesting, and therefore they aren't going to look at that. So there are some tensions there. Uh, and similarly, on, on the evidence side of things as well. Um, I mentioned, I haven't mentioned orchids yet, but um, one suggestion is that many people should be given identifiers, and I'll come on to that later on as well. Maybe organizational identifiers could be used, and that would make analysis of where impact had happened much easier. Uh, you won't be surprised to know that there were 20 odd instances of different uh, instantiations of British Telecom in the various impact case studies, and it's quite useful for British Telecom to know as a whole you know, what those are without having to, to sort of bring them together manually. Okay, um, case studies then, the number of them. There were a minimum of two by last time, up to just below 15 staff submitted. When you've got 15 staff submitted, you need three case studies, all the way up to 24.99, and then we need four case studies and so on. Um, the question sort of that then arises in my mind is, well, if you have 14 staff and two case studies, then that was fine. But what if you didn't have a viable third case study, but you did have a viable 15th member of staff? Would you say, I oh, will submit that member of staff because our um, our EDI policy on, on staff selection says that we should do, but we know we're going to get an unclassified for one out of three case studies, which is 5% of our overall profile, then, then would we do that? Maybe that's an interesting question, I don't know. So, uh, here is my little diagram. This is um, information uh, from the RAE 2008, and uh, so these are um, 12% of UOA submissions uh, to the RAE were either 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 staff, and similarly, um, uh, just under 10%, so 9% were 14 or 24 or 34 or 44 staff. So these are the numbers at the end, if you like. Um, it's a relatively nice curve going down which is sort of expected. There are more smaller departments than there are larger departments, and therefore that's the sort of graph you'd expect. Now, if you remember the, um, the cutoff point for case studies is the 14.99 to 15 or 24 to, to, to 25 and so on, and this is what the graph for the uh, ref solutions look like. Now, the eagle line panel, you may notice the graphs aren't quite the same, um, and there is a fairly large peak with just under that uh, impact case study threshold, and one might say a bit of a trough just afterwards. Now, I don't know about you, but I, that might have implications for reporting diversity. I'm not quite sure. 
Um, the reason for it is, and again, here's the, the Kent example. So my favorite one is pharmacy. Uh, we submitted 65 outputs. Outputs were 65%, therefore each output was worth 1%. Um, because we had 16.3 FTE staff, there were three case studies, therefore each case study worth 20% were worth a third of 16, so 5.33. So each case study was worth 5.33 outputs and so on all the way down, and you know, there are different ways of doing the averages, but basically each case study was worth between two and eight, and on average about six um, outputs. So you can see why even adding four four-star outputs wouldn't be as good as a four-star case study that you're losing out on. Um, if we were to up the percentages, um, then of course that just makes these ratios even worse if the outputs stay the same. So that, that's a potential problem with upping the percentage from the back. So, how, how do we resolve this? Well, more case studies, of course, would do it. You'd still have that uh, drop, but you'd have it at 0 and 5, but it wouldn't be as, as, as big a peak, because we'd all like to have more case studies, wouldn't we? Um, you could give a lower weighting to case studies, but I can't see Biz being happy with that. Uh, you could give a finer grained assessment, rather than saying you can have 3 or 3.5 and 4, or 3.2 and 3.7, then that makes it a little bit more palatable to have that clip edge, because you know, you're not definitely getting an ungraded one. Um, you can have fewer outputs. We're probably not overdo with that idea either. Um, or you could somehow remove the linkage between case studies and FTE, but I'm not quite sure how you do that, but I have a um, people have to suggest that they might be able to do that. Um, so more case studies would be more more burdensome. How much more burdensome? I mean, notwithstanding the fact that we maybe don't like writing case studies. Our corporate comms department love them because they've all got on the website running pictures and things, and they don't want like things to put in the research directories. Uh, Biz will be uh, very happy. Uh, it will help discriminate at the top because if you've got more case studies, fewer of them are likely to be at the top, fewer proportion. Um, of course, you can always change the discrimination at the top by adding in a five star or a six star or a seven star. Um, that makes things uncomparable with last time, so that's good and bad, but different reasons. Um, it, it means it's easier to sell the continuing impact because there are more case studies, and so even all of the continued studies and new ones, um, you, you reduce its cliff edge. Um, but of course, it adversely affects the great profile, so it will look like we have done worse in impact in 2020 than we did in 2014. So, okay. Um, as you will probably recall, originally it was due to be worth 25%. Um, it was argued down to 20% because it was untried. So the top tip until about a few months ago was, I forgot how feedback, um, was that it will probably be worth 25% next time. Um, the other option though is to get rid of the impact template, keep the numbers the same, and then therefore the case studies will be worth 20% rather than 16%. So we get the same increase without actually increasing. So the impact case studies worth more, but impact is still worth the same. Of course, you could do both, but I think that's unlikely because that means that case studies will be worth 56% more. Um, so, 25% compound, which is not going to count at that. Okay, um, there are some various other factors. So, might we have to not select staff, but just submit all staff? And all that means then is that you select staff contracts, I suppose. Uh, publications might not be directly linked. Um, to uh, four per staff, but it might be if you had ten staff, submit 40 publications, but they don't have to be linked to uh, not four each, but at least one each, let's say. 
Um, and they say there's a suggestion that maybe in fact case study numbers might be removed from FTE, but I say I'm not sure how. Things which didn't really happen much last time were we, we did joint research. We want the same impact case study, so Kent did some stuff with UCL. We both wrote our impact case studies entirely separately, and they would be a bit smarter if we work together on those. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about impact, metri impact metrics, um, but maybe there's an option for putting some impact metrics into the environment if the impact template is going in there. How much external income um, have you had from companies uh, specifically, for example? Okay, um, again, I'm not going to talk about this report, but it comes out on the 9th of July. Do go to the Welcome Trust, and I'm sure it's going to be a great day. And I can hear James Walston um, talking beautifully about it. Um, do you like the really bleak manuscript? Um, if you do want to read it a bit, can't go to the Welcome Trust, it's going to be on the website. Um, the current report structure is this. Um, the thing I want you to take away from that is this notion of responsible metrics, um, which is the, you know, use metrics, put into basket metrics, and make sure you understand what the shortfalls are like. They don't work if the citation is particularly well in social sciences, and look particularly poorly in the mountains. Okay, um, I'm, let me just see. Okay, time-wise, not too bad. We're, 25% way with slides, so we'll speed up a little bit. Um, I don't think there's anything I want to pick out on the particular slide, so we will uh, move on. Um, an example of something in the metrics report, which I said I wasn't going to talk about, uh, is that um, there's a suggestion um, that four kids should be mandated for the web submission. Uh, that's really not specifically to do with impact, but it is to do with uptake of. Um, uh, unique identifiers in the UK, so that if you do produce metrics and potential metrics for impact going forward, maybe 2026, 2032, uh, then if you slip your wrist yet, 2032, um, uh, then at least the metrics have started a chance to be robust because they are associated with you, John Smith, not your mate up the street, John Smith. Okay, the bit that you maybe came to the talk to find out. So, uh, we know the ref rules now. I may go over them again because I enjoy them so much. Um, you need to know what a good case study looks like. There are plenty there. There's 128 four-star ones, and they are all pretty good. And, well, sorry, there are a lot more four-star ones, but 128 no four-star. Um, yeah, okay. I think I've made it on this point quite a lot. If that's, if that's the one take-home message, when you're writing it, write the impact bit. Research is taken to read. Um, think about what the impact might be, how you might measure it, how you might enable it, who do you need to engage with to enable that, and remember to record absolutely everything. There will be a questionnaire at the end of this talk, which I'll ask you how much to change your mind on the way out. So, okay, we know how it was assessed, um, we know how it was judged, and we know that reach isn't geographic. Um, but most of the panels were quite keen on knowing what the potential reach was, how many people have leprosy, what proportion of those were affected by the intervention. Um, just again, I'll, I'll just leave these slides for, with you, but uh, basically dissemination, not impact, effect on audiences is impact. Similarly, uh, this is the academic question one, uh, research, 
impact on research, not impact on the ref. Impact on something not researched in your HCI, not impact. Impact on not researched, i.e., let's say, 100 universities teaching curriculum, then that is impact. It may not be brilliant impact, but it is impact. The other obvious thing, um, you do research, it might have impact over a long period, uh, but you can only claim the bit in the ref period. And again, if you imagine how, uh, how impact might develop as policy, because legislation, implementation, and then actually improves things, um, then all of these things are impact, but something up here is more likely to score highly than something down here. Okay, we can skip over that. Um, I'm in my short slide, so I'll skip over it, but not very quickly. Um, this was key reflections uh, from a panel member uh, from Kent in the way in which the uh, religious studies um, group, oh, sorry, theology and religious studies, I'm finishing religious studies, religious studies. Um, so they were most impressed, impressed by uh, how you worked in your partner, how you enabled that research to have impact, what networks you used, and how it was responded to. Was it was it visible? Was it seen? So not so much evidence of impact, but evidence of the fact that impact had happened. Um, and again, yeah, how far along are you in, in that diagram of the point squares later on? Five squares? Excellent, I mean they were. Um, and what has happened outside the HR? You don't need to drive all that impact yourself. Okay, so I will quickly go through uh, an impact case study. Uh, obviously it's a four-star, we wouldn't bother you with anything else. Um, this is the abstract part of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's from history, it's a new method ethics. Um, just to, to highlight out the key points, um, it says it's to do with mediation, conversation, and reconciliation, so we get an idea of roughly what it's to do with. Um, and this was the group affected, um, bottom down, where they did lots of um, testing noxious gases after the war, um, and this was the route to impact, um, this is how the research um, um, had an impact through, through legal cases, um, oh look, lots of people, lots of money, so I'm quite liking it already, um, and an apology from the government, that's pretty rare actually, so I quite like that. Um, <laughs> And sort of we've got this public understanding in the history and that, that's quite good, but I highlighted it afterwards because you know that's the meat. Um, and yeah, lots of people are going to do and, and see things. So I mean I don't know about you, but I'm I'm kind of read that and I think, do you know what, I'm quite impressed already. Um, you know, is there any reason why I should write this down? So you then have the research, obviously about research, because we research, so what I'm going to pick out from here is the important bit, which was uh, he was at Kent during this time and during those positions. It doesn't actually say at Kent, and it really should do. Um, that should be added for this to be perfect. Um, it has some funding, welcome trust, sounds good. And here's a nice big meeting uh, output, which is referenced later on. Uh, so, the main findings were, and in particular in relation to the impact, these findings were, through, but those are some of the key points, the structure, if you like. Uh, so, 
This is uh, section three, the, um, the, the, the evidence of the research, the outputs, if you like. So there's that um, Nuremberg book, and here are a couple of journal articles. Um, um, and they are, by the way, in your ref pack, so when you read this, you'll have probably read those, and you'll be happy that it's two star because you can read them anyway. Uh, oh, and a couple of other trust things. It's kind of two star, it's at least two star, we've sold. That's probably far too much uh, information there, but you can't find much less. Uh, so details of the impact, which of course I couldn't put on one slide because it's so long, it's the meat, and again, it's what you're expecting. We can clean. The impact started before, but culminated in 2010, so we've got a chunk of it. So this is all the stuff to do with the what happened before, so in effect, this is the, the pathways to, this is the how it happened. There is some impact in there, but it happened before 2008, therefore it doesn't count. Um, and again, we reference back to those, uh, so uh, these are the corroborating elements in, in, in section five, so you can see you know, quite clearly how, how, how that uh, can be checked by the panel. Uh, so this is the important bit, or one of the important bits. Uh, so uh, this this is the this is the actual impact we're claiming. So we've got a three million settlement, uh, and there's the evidence to go and check it out. Uh, major beneficial impact, mm, but you've got to, you've got to help the panels. Um, and okay, uh, three hundred sixty claims, another four point seven million, more money, um, more money, and uh, more money. And I don't know about you, but that makes me think that we're on top of it because we know exactly how much we didn't just read it somewhere. Uh, and there we are, there's that summary figure that we talked about to start with. Um, and there's the evidence, should you wish to go and check it out. Um, and a nice little soundbite there to say that it wouldn't have happened without it. So, straightforward, we then also have this other chunk of impact, uh, which is okay, increase in footfall, um, and there's the Corroborating evidence. Um, okay, Seventeen people attended the panel session. Again, you know, it's a number. It's it's, it's actual information uh, and some stuff. There was loads of external stuff. And again, yeah, that, that's not hugely important. It's just this this other aspect of it to give the rounded the rounded case. Um, there we go. Um, summary, takeaway. You can just read that. So this was the section five corroborating evidence. Uh, there's a statement uh, there. There's a statement there. There's a statement there, um, and it's contact details to to find out that person. So I don't know. I've gone over it very quickly. I'm I'm fairly convinced by reading that. I've read it a few times. That it's a four star. It's pretty good. You could have done much better. So, but it's the structure that's important there, and the words. Okay, uh, I've got a slide which says this uh, quite a few times. The thing that I'm going to highlight here is uh, demonstrate that it was two-star research. There was a lot of machinations. Okay, is it two-star? How do we show it's two-star? Well, 95% of the outputs submitted here were two-star. Um, you would be unlucky to select something which wasn't going to be two-star if it's a reasonable output. Um, yes, okay, impact is an important bit. So one of those diagrams where the hand is the really big bit because it's got all the, all the sensors in, that's what we need to concentrate on right and stuff. Okay, so that's the output and kind of uh, how do we get there? Well, there's a suggestion that you can just sit back, wait for it to happen, um, but how do you know what's happened unless you're involved? 
maybe you've done your research, and this is perhaps where we are at the moment, and you might want to develop some extra things on top of that, some, some workshops to bring in some potential users uh, and find out uh, you know, what it is that they like about it and don't like about it, and perhaps help them, make them understand what the important research is and how they might use it. Um, or, even better, um, have users involved at the start. Some pieces of research do that anyway. Some you could do that if you thought about it. Uh, and then work with them to generate impact. If they're the users wanting to use the results of your research, they will do all the work for you because they want this change to happen. And you're just involved in from the get-go. So um, this is kind of how it used to be. You got the money, you write some outputs, they were cited, and then eventually somebody outside academia would see your citations and do something with it. Um, now, think about it at the start. Don't just do academic outputs. Think about other disseminations in trade journals, for example. Get yourself on, on, on the telly, whatever it is, um, and, and do impact. But you do need this kind of supporting layer uh, of how does your institution, how does your department help you record those things? So another little diagram. Uh, instead of having uh, projects which produce things, perhaps sort of just think the other way round and put um, your, your, your impact in the, in the middle and think about all the things that you might gather together in order to, be able to produce your impact case study. Because you're probably not going to write it now. You're probably going to write it in three years' time when you've forgotten about it, so you need to make sure you've gathered all the evidence. You may be looking the proto one. So again, just an example. And again, these are examples uh, from uh, University of Coventry, um, where they have you know, uh, particular systems where you can translate these into, into your own institutional systems quite easily. Um, yes, important slide here is there is no single way to do impact. Having said that, perhaps going to suggest some, some single. No. Um, and the other thing is, don't forget about this potential for serendipity. Um, and it is trying to keep track of anything and everything that's going on outside the academia, if you like, um, where they might be referencing your work or something you've talked about. So, okay, um, you're aiming for a case study. Um, we don't need to remind ourselves what's needed for the ref, um, but what we do need to think about is you know, what might need to impact and how might we gather that. So, uh, I won't talk about that, and I won't talk about that other than to say, uh, my rule of thumb, if the research is in a journal I've heard of, then it's probably two star. Uh, was it funny by us in UK? So don't worry about that too much. <laughs> Just, this is the really important thing. Was it done at your HEI? The publication may have come out when your member staff was at your institution. Sometimes the address can be their new institution before they even arrive. If the publication came out six months after they arrived, was the research done at your institution? Okay. Uh, some impact case studies got zero or classified for that reason. Um, Okay, probably uh, I, there's a, a set of slides here, and I'll just make it clear so that when you're reading them, I'm wittering on. Uh, the misconceptions are academic impact is impact, obviously, that's a misconception, so these, these are all negative statements. Um, I don't, this is one which was a big issue at Kent. Um, academics really felt they had to be the one doing or involved in the impact. Um, and the best impact is probably that when it happened, taking on completely outside of it, unless they've got a spin-out company. So it's, it's having those networks, having those links, 
Um, and really don't spend too much time saying how great it's going to be in the future, because that's the future. Um, yeah. Another obvious thing is the corroboration. Um, a lot of initial case studies that I saw said, contact XYZ for more information about visitor numbers. Yeah, great. Um, so this bit of evidence shows increased footfall. Oh, not great, how much? They're not actually going to go and ask, say what it is, and even better, say what it is uh, in, in, in terms of something that's actually uh, affected um, the way extra numbers isn't as good as extra revisits because people have gone back because they've been in some way changed or to maybe they don't understand. But anyway. Um, okay, so that's that's more or less the order in which things happen, but not necessarily. Um, I, I can't really stress this enough. Involve users in your research design. There is a bit of an academic freedom issue here, but if you're wanting something to have impact, talk to the people who your research might have impact on to see what it is that they would like your impact to have. Is that quite right, right wording there? But, but you know, get those user groups involved. There were a number of impact case studies that scored really highly because they had done that. Um, even halfway through the project, well, actually, uh, we, we haven't quite produced the sort of research which is useful to you, but we found out what was useful to you, then done a little bit of more research in that area, and therefore that has become useful. And so it was that kind of you know, reflective, is this actually what people want? So it's maybe stepping outside your, your, your uh, comfort zone a little bit. Right, okay, I will probably wrap up fairly soon, because um, I have done too many slides and spent too much time at Vivian. Uh, so I will quickly flip through and give you a flavour of what you've missed, um, and then maybe that can include any questions. Um, so, okay, kind of evidence. Uh, yes, I, I am. Notwithstanding the fact that uh, dissemination is an impact, if you are out there and know, you are more likely to be picked up by the people who will do something with your stuff. And this effect on others, does this change your perception of? I was sort of joking about the questionnaire at the end, but you know, if you've got an activity and you can do something extra to get people's feedback, then, then do that. You can't do that three days later, but you can do it at the time or when you can be serving with yourself. Okay, um, again, I'll, I'll leave the slides uh, with you. Um, yeah, keep everything, uh, but you may need to do some more research or some more stuff which isn't really research but impact uh, deep up um, generation. And you might have to do some fairly diplomatic stuff. Um, there were a number of companies um, who didn't want to be involved in impact case studies, notwithstanding the fact that they were promised to be confidential and or not published at all, they didn't want the panel members seeing certain things. Okay, I'll talk about section four, reiteration. Yeah, don't come call, engages from the start. Um, okay, we've talked about that. I've uh, talked a little bit about social media and just getting yourself known. Um, talked about potential metadata requirements here, but think about what you might need and, and get that. Um, yeah, store your evidence in a reliable and easy to use place. 
Yes, we don't have one of those, I'm sure Oxford does, um, and I don't mean under your desk. Um, and you may have a research management system which might have extensions for storing things to remove that. Okay, examples we don't need to talk about. This is about seventh in summary slide, and I still don't want to go, sorry about that. Um, so, building networks, internal and external, involving stakeholders. Can't stress that enough. So, this was your takeaway question, but I'll give you the answer, don't worry. So, uh, so read the REF impact report, it's lovely, it's great, you look at the database, um, work out who it is that your research might impact on, and go and talk to them. Um, maybe think about your media, social, social media, what engagement strategies uh, in your department, uh, and think about how you can actually do that translation. Um, also, talk to each other about it. There are, there are other pairs of eyes there. So there is the obligatory diagram, which you've all seen before, about lots of different research areas, the units of assessment, and these 16 uh, topics. Um, here is the other diagram, which you'll see a lot of. Um, and that little block there is the history and uh, law and justice one, where the on down case study comes from. I guess what I'm saying is that maybe being here might be a bit boring. Uh, and doing something a little bit different from lighting side of panels. So, about that. References, you see, oh, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Almost. Uh, again, those will be on slide pack. Um, questions? <laughs> yeah, that's probably about it.